Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Remember Andy Cuomo? He was uh, governor of New York, and everybody at CNN and MSNBC thought he should run for president. Uh, But he got a little too pushy, uh, maybe a little too handsy with some of the women around the office, and he had to, you know, resign. That's why he's not the governor anymore, but he is something else. And now it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. That's right. Uh, despite being out of office since last year, he is this week's winner, and it's all because of something that happened last night near Rochester, New York. Uh, you've, I'm sure you've seen this story. Lee Zeldin, the Republican nominee for uh, governor, was attacked on stage by a 43-year-old guy named David Jacobonis. He tried to stab Zeldin but was restrained. He was arrested and he was taken to jail. Well, that's where he, was, he was taken to the police station, I guess is a better way to put it. He was charged with, I believe it was second-degree assault, and then let out on the street. And that's because of a bail law that was passed when Andy was the governor. Here's what Andy said at the time, quote, uh, The blunt, ugly reality is that too often, if you can make bail, you are set free, and if you are too poor to make bail, you are punished, unquote. So did you get that? To make it more fair for poor people, if they commit crimes... They don't have to cough up any bail money because the rich people didn't. That, does that make any sense to you? Well, here's part of the list of crimes that don't require bail in New York anymore. You ready? Second-degree burglary of a residence, no bail. Second-degree burglary is a hate crime. Third-degree burglary of a commercial building, third-degree burglary is a hate crime. Second-degree robbery aided by another person, second-degree robbery is a hate crime. Third-degree robbery, now remember... If you commit a burglary burglary of a residence, they take you into the police station, they tell you you're a bad person, and then they, they let you out in the street. So if you want, if it's early enough, you can go out and just burglarize another place before you know you go home for a night. Uh, some other uh, things you're not uh, you don't need to come up with bail for. Criminal sale of a controlled substance, that's nice. Multiple counts, it says here. Using a child to commit a controlled substance crime, no bail. Criminal possession of a controlled substance, multiple counts, no bail. Criminal sale of a controlled substance in or near a school, no bail. Criminal injection of a controlled substance into another person. Criminal sale of a controlled substance to a child. Criminal sale of a prescription for a controlled substance by a pharmacist. Criminal possession of or creation of methamphetamines, no bail. Third degree assault, third degree assault as a hate crime, reckless assault of a child, by a daycare provider. No bail. So if you want to go recklessly assault a child tomorrow, go ahead. We're going to let you out. And, you know, you're free to go out on the street again. And then uh, the last thing I have here is reckless assault of a child. And I'm sorry, but that's all the time I have. There's a lot more on this list. But we do have time to tell you that Andrew Cuomo is this week's Windows or Us Jerk of the Week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. And when we come back, a psychiatrist to tell you how demented Joe Biden actually is. And in our second half hour, what's wrong with baseball and can it be fixed? How's that for variety? Stick around.
When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Windows Today, the majority of children have already been exposed to pornography by age 11. Even though most of this is accidental, this exposure can have disastrous consequences for their mental health and future well-being. If you want to protect your child and set them up to have healthy relationships, you need Canopy. Canopy is the most effective technology on the planet for blocking pornography. Canopy's app uses artificial intelligence to identify and filter explicit content on every website. It can do this in milliseconds and is 99.9% accurate. While other apps block entire pages, Canopy is the only tool that filters within websites, plucking out explicit images and videos before they appear. Its image scanning technology also prevents users from taking and sending sexts. The Internet is awash in pornography, but your kids don't have to see it. Head on over to canopy.us forward slash protect to start your 30-day free trial. Enter the promo code PROTECT and get 15% off the regular price for life. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? Couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. And then I heard about Dynavite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Get 10% off your next order of Dynavite nutritional supplements for dogs at Dynavite.com. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. My brother-in-law died suddenly. And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 690 4040. That's 1 800 690 4040. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 690 4040. That's 1 800 690 4040. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. The big guy has COVID, uh, but if you've been paying attention for the last year and a half, you know that that's the least of his problems. Maybe Kamala Harris uh, should be warming up in the bullpen. Dr. Carol Lieberman is a forensic psychiatrist, is known as America's psychiatrist, and she's the host of Dr. Carol's Couch on voiceamerica.com, and she joins us now. Dr. Lieberman, thanks for being here. Uh, Thank you for having me. (laughs) So uh, you've said we should uh, make this positive test for COVID an opportunity for America. What do you mean by that? Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, of course, I don't wish Biden ill. Um, But, you know, first of all, I have been talking about uh, the fact that he has encroaching dementia since the campaign, since he was running for president and hiding in the basement. And so his dementia has been encroaching ever more. You know, we laugh about his gaps, the so-called gaps, 
which are getting us into uh, more and more trouble, not only in America, but of course with foreign countries as well. And um, now that he, so, so really he already had brain fog, uh, you know, really encroaching dementia, but brain fog since before he got COVID. And now either we're going to watch him, you know, his brain fog, his dementia get worse and uh, see him do even worse things with Putin, you know, threatening nuclear war and, and all our other enemies threatening other things. Um, or we take this as an opportunity to bring in, finally, the 25th Amendment. Because Biden hasn't wanted to, and I'm sure still doesn't want to, admit that he has any form or any encroaching dementia. And if we do it now, when he has COVID, and everybody knows that COVID uh, causes brain fog, not to mention long COVID, which definitely does, um, that this could give him a way out. This could give him a more respectable or less embarrassing uh, way out, you know, that it isn't his dementia, which he allegedly doesn't have, but it's the COVID that is the reason for the 25th Amendment. So um, could, could you explain a little bit what what the combination of what you refer to as encroaching uh, dementia and COVID, um, what's the medical issue that, that he's going to have possibly because of uh, contracting COVID? Well, you know, um, well, as I was saying, one brain fog on top of another brain fog. But actually, um, I was just uh, reading today about how his doctor has taken him off the medication for that he takes regularly uh, and has taken for a long time for atrial fibrillation. You know, he has cardiovascular problems since he was 46. He had um, uh, a bleeding, bleeding in his brain and he has um, still now atrial fibrillation and he takes this medication to um, not have uh, um, to have a stroke. But, and in fact, some of what he's having, you know, some of these, these, you know, gaffes or some of his disorientation and so on could possibly be a result of many strokes um, from the atrial fibrillation. Now, uh, COVID on top of this, um, COVID, we know, also causes clots. And so taking him off this medication that he was on for, uh, for you know, the atrial fibrillation to um, keep his blood uh, from clotting or to, you know, try to lessen that chance um, now has been taken away. And so there's more of a danger, actually, that he's going to get uh, that COVID is going to cause some kind of vascular problem. And, you know, there was a, um, there are various doctors giving opinions about that. Some of them are saying that he shouldn't have taken him off altogether. It's very dangerous. Some of them are saying that he should have decreased the dose rather than taking it away altogether. So there's that as well. You know, um, the most common form of dementia is Alzheimer's. Uh, and then and, and vascular dementia is the second kind. Uh, and so, so all of these things, you know, with COVID is, is a huge danger. He is a very um, high risk person because of his age, because of these underlying medical problems and so on. And so he's at high risk for being, I know, you know, supposedly now he only has light symptoms. You know, what's one of the things that's really interesting is that he is making a big show of how he is still working. And the 25th Amendment, you know, what he would have to show to be, to be able to be, um, you know, found unfit uh, he would have to be unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. So it seems to me that he is making a big effort to try to show people that he's still working, which, by the way, there have been studies that show that uh, people shouldn't uh, continue working when they have COVID. You know, there was, I don't know if you saw something recently, there was an article about how lots of people um, stay at home and they keep working when they have COVID, and really that's not a good idea because it worsens the COVID. Now, uh, w could you say that the COVID, I don't know if this is the correct word, is it, but uh, it is, could COVID act as an accelerant for the dementia? Um, well, hmm. you know, I guess it would depend upon what kind he has. But yes, you know, it, it taxes the body in many different ways. And, 
you know, whether it's accelerating the dementia, depending upon what kind he has, whether it's accelerating the dementia or whether it's just adding the brain fog of um, COVID onto the brain fog of the dementia that he already has, you know, that's, um, I certainly couldn't say. By the way, I haven't, I, I just want to make it clear, I have not personally examined uh, Biden. Right. I did write an article that was published in American Greatness that invited him to take a um, a cognitive test, the kind that I give as a forensic psychiatrist in various cases when competency is an issue. He has not answered. <laughs> I'm still waiting <laughs> for the phone to ring. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, he's not going to, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, I mean, Dr. Ronnie Jackson has asked him to do that. Actually, there have been um, letters from generals and admirals, people from the um, military have asked him months ago to take a, a uh, cognitive test and so on. And he's, you know, he's just in denial and the people around him are, are in denial and uh, they're trying to just, you know, and then even when he talks about running in 2024, I mean, that is a joke even without COVID. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking to Carol Lieberman, Dr. Carol Lieberman. She's a forensic psychiatrist. Uh, she's known as America's Psychiatrist. And she's the host of Dr. Carol's Couch on VoiceAmerica.com. Tucker Carlson has been reporting on Fox uh, for the last few days, last few nights, that uh, his sources have told him that that, uh, Biden has been given drugs on a regular basis prior to his appearances and that everybody everybody knows it. What drugs, well, first of all, do you find that uh, believable? And two, what drugs might they be giving him and why? Yes, I do find it believable because it seemed like they were already doing that during the debates, you know. Um, I mean, besides the cue cards that he had and this uh, possible, you know, um, uh, responder or whatever you call it in his ear, um, the kinds of drugs would be things to make him more alert, like typically it would be amphetamines, um, you know, like Adderall, for example. Uh, but the problem is that, that, you know, it doesn't last forever. I mean, that's why he's so, um, he's so irregular. I mean, sometimes he seems a little more with it than other times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and sometimes, I mean, he said something the other day, just this is the most recent, his most recent gasp, so to speak. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I have cancer. Yeah. I mean, you know, first of all, that does not, that's not a sentence. No, it <laughs> makes no sense. But aside from that, um, you know, he's trying to say that he got cancer from, because his mother would drive him to school, and he got cancer from the oil, um, you know, being on the windshield. I mean, I mean, you know, it's just one thing after the other, and this is so dangerous. And we really, we're, we're certainly, you know, Afghanistan was sort of the first major event, that sh- international event, that showed us just how... Uh, problematic his cognitive decrease is because he he's especially you know the real problem with dementia is um, or especially with him um, is a, la- a lack of abstract ability your brain can't hold a lot of different possibilities in your mind at once so that was shown when he did this the disastrous pullout from Afghanistan. And, and then that is what was the trigger for all our other enemies to, you know, think, aha, um, he doesn't, he doesn't, it's not working with a full deck. And that's when Putin has decided to invade Ukraine. And that's when, you know, that just started this whole, like, dominoes falling. So we really, I mean, this is, I mean, besides, of course, the, the horrendous things that are happening within America, but this is really a serious thing. So I really think, um, that we need to, to act finally. I mean, we should, I've been saying we should have been acting with the 25th Amendment before. There was enough, you know, uh, memory losses and confusion and disorientation and all kinds of uh, problems uh, before this. But certainly this would be an opportunity to, to do it and, and um, with, with the least resistance. I mean, of course there's resistance because of the pe- there are the people behind him who want to keep him as a puppet where he is. Um, but, you know, enough is enough. Yeah, well, I, I have a question um, about your, your diagnosis, obviously, is, is not a result of, 
um, having actually sat down with him and examined him. um, But I'm I'm wondering, would it be hard for you to find a psychiatrist to disagree with you (laughs) just based on the evidence that you've seen, knowing what other psychiatrists would be seeing when they're watching him? Would Would you have a tough time finding somebody to say to say to you they, that they think you're wrong and he's fine? Yes, I would have a tough time. I would have a tough time just finding a normal person, an average person, yeah, but, disagreeing uh, but, with me. Yeah, but I, I'm, here's why I'm asking you that question, because yeah. uh, you are a psychiatrist, and you, you've come up with this uh, notion about him based on your experience and what you see coming from him, and, and right. you, you know all about this stuff. Well, uh, other leaders, if you threw in Putin's name, around the world, they have access to psychiatrists. And you, would would it be far-fetched to think that psychiatrists are going up to Putin and saying, hey, this guy's, he's gone. This this guy you're dealing with, he's, as you said, not playing with a full deck. Would that well, be... Well, yes, I think that could well be happening. But, you know, at the beginning, like when I was saying this during the campaign, um... You know, when people were still saying, oh, these are just gaps, um, you know, every psychiatrist would agree necessarily at that time. But there have been so many things and actually starting before then where we've been seeing it for even before the I mean, I just wasn't really paying enough attention before the campaign. But there have been these gaps, you know, they've just been increasing over the years. And certainly now, um, I mean, you know, the only psychiatrist who would disagree would be a one who wanted to disagree because of political reasons. All right. Um, so um, you also mentioned that you wrote the, the letter to him uh, and you put it up on, at America Greatness and you've not received a response. Um, you've also mentioned uh, in, in that letter, you mentioned his wife. Uh, she lives with him. Is there any yes. chance that she's not aware of how out of it he is? Could that no be possible? Way. <laughs> no way. In fact, uh, I mean, wasn't there the, the wasn't the uh, the rumor or whatever you want to call it uh, the word out that she's the one giving him these drugs to make yeah. him more alert? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think it's really awful that um, I can't imagine. The, of course, she has to recognize that he has these deficiencies, these problems, and it is so sad. Uh, and, and outrageous that a wife, you know, who purports to love him, um, wouldn't wouldn't ask him to resign, wouldn't try to get him to resign, or wouldn't try to get him, at the very least, uh, to go to a neurologist and to take tests and and uh, and to find out what is wrong, rather than just trying to mask it with different medications. So, um, you know, uh, clearly she likes being first lady, and she's putting that above her husband's health. We have about a minute and a half left here with uh, Dr. Carol Lieberman. She's a forensic psychiatrist, uh, and she's the host of Dr. Carol's Couch on voiceamerica.com. So if if it's true that someone is giving him drugs in order for him to be able to function and to at least appear to have some idea of what he's doing when he's out there in public, uh, would would that mean that there's a, a psychiatrist out there prescribing those drugs and... What what do you think about the the uh, is it is it is it proper use of those drugs? That's or- a very good question. Um, you know his his own doctor, the one who took him off the uh, um, the the drugs, the heart drugs, the mm-hmm. uh, vascular drugs. Yeah. Um, he probably is the one who's giving it to him, which of course you know is is not right altogether. It should be a psychiatrist giving those kinds of drugs. Um, it is danger. I mean, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. And, yes, it's incredibly, incredibly dangerous. How do you like his chances of making it to uh, 2024? <laughs> How about to next month? <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, do you, do you, is just, uh, you, no. is he, is he, um, is he uh, on a pace to be just totally incapable by the no, time? But- Yes, I, there is no way he's going to be capable with COVID or without COVID. You know, I, I, there's no way that he'll be able to fool enough people by 2024 for people to vote for him. I mean, you know, assuming the elections are honest. Well, I'm, I'm talking about finishing his term. Uh, right. No, I, I don't see how that's going to happen. Wow. 
Hey, Doctor, I appreciate you coming on. That's some really good stuff. And uh, people can find you at voiceamerica.com. Dr. Carol Lieberman, thank you. All right, thank you. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A day after his COVID diagnosis, President Biden is doing fine. According to White House COVID coordinator Dr. Ashish Jha, the president was doing just fine as of 10 p.m. Thursday night. He told CNN that Mr. Biden's symptoms, runny nose and occasional dry cough, were basically the same. The president is isolating in the White House residence, where his Friday schedule has him participating in three virtual meetings. Greg Clugston, Washington. U.S. sending an additional $270 million in security assistance to Ukraine, a new package that will include additional medium-range rocket systems and tactical drones. The latest assistance announced by the White House comes atop of about $8 billion in security since the war began late February. This is SRN News. It's no secret, America. We've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll in the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside's free app, you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon. Whenever you want, cash out with PayPal, an e-gift card, or transfer the money directly into your bank account. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill-up. That's promo code S-A-L-E-M. Remember, use promo code SALEM when you download the free Upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas. Cash back to available gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. AM 1250, The Answer. The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. If there's any reason to have a smile on your face today, I will remind you, you're seeing the last couple of years of a Biden presidency. Even if he manages to try to hang in there long enough to run, I'm sorry, no way he beats the Republican nominee. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250, The Answer. Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Inflation is soaring. Prices are going up everywhere except Legacy Box. That's right. When our number people wanted us to raise prices, we said heck no. That's un-American. When times get tough, Legacy Box stands strong. Introducing the Legacy Box Inflation Busters Sale. Not $15 a tape, not $12, 9 Yes, just $9 a videotape. We're in a race to save your family's recorded past from the risk of fires, natural disasters, and the decay of time. Don't let this summer's heat age your videotapes, film reels, and fade your photos. Legacy Box saves your memories by professionally converting all your analog formats to digital on thumb drive or the cloud. And it's all done here in the USA. Legacy Box is simple and safe with over a million satisfied customers. For a limited time, you can get started for just $9 a tape. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 offer. Legacybox.com slash LBOX. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looks like a crazy busy Friday out there. Parkway West is jamming up on the inbound side. Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway East, heavy inbound. Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. And outbound also approaching the tunnel. And we've got the Vintage Grand Prix Parade through Squirrel Hill and Forbes Avenue. That's going to start at 6.30. Watch out for the delays there. Inbound Parkway North busy. Reedsdale Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Mainly clear and humid tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 67. Tomorrow, expect a mix of sun and clouds with a stray thunderstorm. It'll be humid with a high of 86. Tomorrow night, patchy clouds with a low of 70. Sunday will be hot and humid with intervals of clouds and sun. Possible danger of dehydration and heat stroke while doing any strenuous activities will reach a high of 93. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, every once in a while, we uh, do like to talk sports around here, but we stay away from X's and O's stuff and focus on the, you know, the cultural angle, stuff like that. And I guess in this case, it's, it's balls and strikes because I want to talk about baseball. Uh, the unofficial second half of the season starts tonight, and John Parada of Pittsburgh Baseball Now, who's been covering the Pirates and Major League Baseball longer than just about anybody in this market, uh, joins us right now. John, thanks for coming on. Congratulations on your new spot there with uh, Pittsburgh Baseball Now. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate it. I'm look, really looking forward to it. So, um, if not for baseball, um, I wouldn't be ta- just. To get, I think you probably know this about me, but uh, if not for baseball, I, I wouldn't be talking to you right now because I, I wouldn't have a radio show because I wouldn't have gotten into broadcasting. Um, I got into it because I wanted to be the next Bob Prince, uh, and I used to love baseball, but not anymore. I rode the buses in the minor leagues for three years uh, and, and loved every minute of it, and I'd like to fall in love with it again. So I'm just wondering, after what you've seen uh, all the years you've been covering it, and you're back, you're still covering it right now. How is your relationship with baseball right now? I still like it, but I have no alternatives. So that's all I like it. No, in all seriousness. Uh, the game has changed. I think, you know, there's no doubt that anybody uh, who saw the game 30 years ago and saw the game today, it's, it's a totally different game. It's, uh, you know, take your time between pitches. Take your time with the hitter stepping in and out of the box. Uh, you know, it used to be uh, striking out wasn't a good thing 30 years ago. Now it's 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 not encouraged, but it's certainly very well tolerated. And uh, the, the sabermetric people, the statistical people, will tell you an out is the same, uh, means the same if you strike out as if you ground out or fly out, which I, I don't believe because if you put the ball in play, something good could happen theoretically. And uh, it's just the pace of the games. They drag forever. There's more commercial time between innings. And, I mean, you really, really have to devote a whole day almost when you go to the ballpark now. And, uh, you know, if you do a game under three hours, it's, it's like an early Christmas present. And that's, uh, to me, that's the biggest change, just how much the game has slowed down time-wise. And also a lot of the action taken out of the game with, uh, you know, nobody steals anymore because it's, it's statistical people say steals are the low percentage play. Nobody bunts, same reason. And uh, they've taken a lot of the fun aspects of the game away. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, it's it's uh, it's interesting that um, uh, everybody focuses on the things you just talked about. I think Travis Sawcheck, who used to write for the Trib and now writes for the Score, I think you probably know him. Um, he did a, a big piece on uh, what's going on with baseball, and he he said that uh, during a game a few years ago, he uh, he put a clock on the amount of time that batters he used a stopwatch, and he measured the amount of time batters spent outside the batter's box in between pitches and it came to 39 minutes of stepping out and you know adjusting your gloves or whatever else they do but here's my thing john and i don't you know you're around and maybe you could ask somebody about this and i don't uh, i'd have to go find an old broadcast and you did mention the commercials in between innings 
I think people focus on all the little stuff, which is obviously a factor. But I would I would be willing to bet that there's a minute in between every half inning longer for commercials than there used to be. And I would say I'm, I yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's two it's two minutes and twenty seconds now. Yeah. So it's uh, you know almost uh, well almost two and a half minutes yeah, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, you add that up for uh, you know seventeen half innings and uh, you know there's over a half hour right there in commercial breaks. Yeah, and there have been some drastic rules changes in the last few years, uh, including the DH now in the National League. But are the others like uh, putting a free runner on second base to start every extra half inning and uh, making pitchers face at least three batters or finish an inning if they come out of the bullpen? Is that is that helping? Do you think in any way? You know, it, it, it doesn't seem to be. The only thing it's helping is you don't have as many fifteen, sixteen, seventeen inning games as you would have. Not that you'd really have that many year to begin with, but that's pretty much a thing of the past. Uh, a seventeen, eighteen inning game. As far as the three batter rule, I don't think it's really shaved any time off the game. I mean, you look at the time of games uh, this year and in the past two years since the instant, well, last year, I guess, when he instituted the rule, and the games have been longer than they were in the preceding season. So, you know, the, the thing I think is going to help, John, is they've gone to a pitch clock in the minor leagues. And yeah. once, once the pitcher gets the ball, you've got 14 seconds to throw it if there's no one on base and 19 seconds to throw it if there is somebody on base. And I have not been to a minor league game this year to see this in person, but I've talked to a lot of players who are who played down there that have been called up by the Pirates. I've talked to a lot of scouts who've gone through Altoona and some of the other minor league towns. And to a man, they say that it really speeds the game up. And uh, I'm looking forward. I am sure that MLB is going to implement the clock next year. And I think hopefully it'll take a significant step toward speeding this game up. Yeah, you know, we hear a lot about uh, what we're talking about here, the, the pace of the game being too slow. And I, there were I, I, my friends who didn't like baseball as much as I did back when I really liked it used to say to me, ah, it's boring, it's too slow, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I never felt that it was too slow. I thought that's what, was, that's what I liked about the game. And I learned as a, as a radio announcer to watch the game pitch by pitch instead of out by out or hit by hit or you know at bat by at bat and that's how you appreciate the game and it's 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 not supposed to be um, baseball was never meant to be an on the edge of your seat game to watch it's supposed to be you can sit back and watch it and look around at what's going on and just take it all in can baseball even uh, be enjoyable to the masses if it's if they if they think they can turn it into a you know a, a thrill a minute game uh, yes, you know, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know. And I guess, you know, we'll start finding out next year. I I agree, and I, I think, you know, society is, is to certainly change. People want action. People have the short attention spans, and, people, you know, so they want action. They want more things to happen. And uh, I like it the way it was, the way it, well, maybe not the way it is now with three-and-a-half-hour games being right. almost the norm. Right. But, I, I mean, a, a three-hour game doesn't bother me if it's a good game and it's moving along, you know, and, uh, but unfortunately a lot of people, you know, like that window, like, you know, basketball's two hours, hockey's two and a half hours. And that's what, the, that's what they don't want. They want, they don't want to uh, spend four or five hours a night watching a game. Well, uh, major league baseball lost me when they, when they left the pirates and other small market teams behind. And now I saw just recently that the, the gap has really widened between the top, the richest teams and the and the, the poorer teams. It used to be like they had the the, the top money teams had twice the payroll uh, that the the lower teams did. Now it's like four point nine times. So it's five times. The Yankees have a, pro, a payroll that's five times bigger than the Pirates, and there, there are plenty of examples of that. How how can they fix that? Will they ever get a salary cap? Well, I think. Uh no, because the players don't want a cap, but also the owners, a lot of the owners don't want a floor. They don't want people like somebody like the Bob Nunning doesn't want to be told, you know, you have to spend $100 million a year on payroll or $80 million a year on a payroll. So it really is both sides not really wanting to get it done. I mean, a lot of people hope that this last labor talks would, uh, 
would solve things. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. Fire alarms are going off here, but anyway. Okay, I wonder uh, what that was. Yeah, go ahead. That's yeah, and uh, and uh, you know, both sides have to give on this, and neither side wants to give. So, you know, that's that's so they're in a stalemate, and you know, everyone hoped, at least certainly people with fans of small market teams, that they would be able to bridge the gap in these last negotiations that ended uh, with like, the agreement in March, but it's uh, the same system. And uh, sadly, it's going to be that way for at least five years because it's five-year contract. Yeah, I, I don't know if um, you ever had this conversation, but I had a conversation with Kevin McClatchy. I, I, I have a tough time remembering exactly when it was. I, I, I seem to remember that it was a conversation I had with him at PNC Park. So, um, you know, that means it was less than 20 years ago, but... It was uh, prior to one of the uh, new uh, collective bargaining agreements coming up, and uh, he and I was asking him about what they can do about the disparity in payrolls, and he said, well, you know, in the National League, we have the power to not allow visiting teams to televise uh, in, in our ballpark, uh, and we, we, we are planning to use that this time. In other words... If the Mets come into town, uh, they got to give the Pirates more of their TV money or they're not televising their game out of PNC Park. Well, that, that obviously never happened. And uh, I don't know if that rule ever existed or if it, uh, that – I don't know if it's a rule, but the if that um, ability ever existed. But that would be one way to solve it. The Yankees came in here a week or so ago, a couple weeks ago, and they get whatever they get per game from their gigantic TV contract – and the pirates get don't get a penny from it. That's yeah, that's, I agree. That's that's one way. I I didn't know if that I didn't know that was possible. I must admit it. All the years I've covered baseball, I never knew that. And I don't know if that's still the case or not. Uh, it you know it's in, it's in the year two thousand twenty two, but certainly it's something the small market teams uh, should think about. But you know the small market teams, John, you get into this problem too. The small market teams are making a lot of money. The sure. Pirates are a very profitable business. Yep. They don't need to put a good team on the field to turn a profit, right. significant profit, not like a $10 profit. I'm talking millions and millions of dollars in profit. So there's really not a whole lot of incentive to want to put a, a high-priced team on the field when you're getting revenue-sharing money. And, and things like that, basically you're going to make a profit whether you're good or bad, and that's the problem that has to be solved, too. There has to be some way to be an incentive for teams to have to want to try to win or at least be respectable and not not benefit from being terrible. Well, I see, I think, John, we're talking to John Parada. You can find him at Pittsburgh Baseball now. Um, I think that's a sneaky way that the, the owners got away with this, is that uh, they made it possible for teams that stink to make money, but they didn't make it possible for teams to stink to get better by getting uh, by signing the big time free agents the way you can in hockey, football, basketball. Uh, so yeah, and that's the problem. And that's a, that was a sneaky way of doing it because you have guys like Bob Nutting. He doesn't care if he. I mean, he's he's making tons of money. And you know, here's the thing. Like, you look at payrolls, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you have a team uh, like the Pirates. What's their payroll this year, John? It's, I believe, a little bit over $50 million. I pretty exact figure okay. off the top of my head, but and, not much. And people would people in Pittsburgh, including many in the media, would be feeling much better if they, they said we're raising the payroll to $100 million. Well, raising to the payroll to $100 million, now, it, it, why would Bob Nutting do that? So he could finish third instead of fifth? And, and I, if, exactly. it's, if it's me, I'm putting the fifty million in my pocket. If I, unless I unless I think I can win with that hundred million dollar contract, I'm not spending that money. Yeah, and and again, you know, like you know, like you said, there's no incentive. I yeah. mean, there's no penalties for losing. There's no, uh, you know. And you're right. If you're going to have a bad team, why why spend a lot of money? And uh, you know, I, you know, as much as the competitive nature of sports and, and like loving sports makes me want to say, Hey, you know, you're supposed to be as competitive as you can. That's, uh, you know, part of what athletics are all about. Uh, in this case, from a business standpoint, there is no reason for him to have a high payroll. Unless like you said, he really legitimately believes that he has a team that can win. 
Now I saw on, on your uh, on at, at Pittsburgh uh, baseball. Now I saw you uh, wrote that your wife has told you that you were born to be a baseball writer, um, and so you were around for the Pirates in the seventies. I'm just I just I'm curious. Do you think if you had been born in say 1994 that you'd uh, feel the same about baseball? That you would have been born in 1994 to be a baseball writer? You know that's a tremendous question, and I'm going to have to say no. I probably wouldn't be. Because they've not lost one generation now, John. They, they've lost two generations mm-hmm. of, of potential fans. I mean, you know, I'm 58. I, I was, I'm 58 years old. I was 15 the last time they went to the World Series. And I've wow. been 15 for a long time. And wow. it just it, it amazes me. And, like, some of the kids that cover the team for the various outlets here in Pittsburgh, they're, like, amazed that I went to a World Series game in Pittsburgh. Yeah. They, they just think that's, like, remarkable that I, I went to a game when I was a junior in high school. Well, I covered the World Series in 1979. Yes, I remember. Old, that's how old I am. <laughs> yeah. So the Major League Baseball tennis has dropped 20% since 2007. That's gigantic. And I'm guessing a lot mm-hmm. of that is just fans dying. Can the fans they've lost, for whatever reason, be replaced? That's the question. It's going to be hard because, you know, I, and I, I know certainly this isn't representative of, of everybody, but I have, uh, all together, I have five great nephews, and they're all, like, high school age or junior high age. And not one of them play baseball, and I ask them why not, and they're all the same thing. Nobody likes baseball. It's boring. I don't follow it. I don't like it. And, you know, I can't speak for every ju- uh, right. kid that's a teenager, but, I mean, that's over for five in my family kids that want to play baseball, and that's, that's alarming. Well, I, I could have a discussion with you sometime about why I think base, kids think baseball is boring. I watched my grandkids play, and it was excruciatingly boring because they all stink. Because they don't teach them, <laughs> they don't teach them how to play baseball before they put them on a team. Uh, you're not quite as old as I am, but if, uh, if, I don't know if you remember. You didn't get on a team, and you weren't given a uniform until you knew how to play the game. So when you went to play... You played an actual baseball game where people knew what they were doing. They could catch, throw, hit. The, the kids, unless you're on a travel team, unless you're one of the elite kids, you stink. And the, and the games stink because everybody stands around. I mean, it's, it's amazing how boring it is. And my grandkids played hockey, and I, took, I remember taking my grandson from his hockey game on a uh, Saturday morning to his baseball game later that day, and the difference was just unbelievable, the difference in how much fun he had in the two different places. And it was because of the because they he was good at hockey and they actually were playing a hockey game at baseball. He stood around. Nobody hit the ball to yeah. him. It's, it was terrible. So I got thirty seconds, John. What would you do to fix it? Well, for one, I would market my players better. They have some of the you know greatest players in the history of the game playing right now, and nobody would recognize them if they walked into Giant Eagle. And secondly, I I like the pitch clock. I'm hoping the pitch clock spurs some things here. Not necessarily radically change the game, but make it a little better, make it a little more watchable. And I'm kind of tying myself to the pitch clock on this for now. Hey, John, I'm out of time. Good luck with the new job at Pittsburgh Baseball Now. John Parada, thank you. Paul, you're welcome, John. Thank you for the well wishes. We'll be right right back. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com.
If you were lied to and buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client... We will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, I kind of like the show we did today. I usually like them. Um, I, I just like the fact that we we went from talking to a psychiatrist about how demented our president is to talking about what to do about baseball fixing baseball and uh that's kind of uh, you know if you uh if you listen to the show i'd appreciate it if you tell your friends about it that that's the kind of thing you get here uh we we talk a lot about politics and a lot about culture and all the things that are kind of thrown in with politics but i like to work sports in once in a while i'd actually like to do a little bit more with sports and i i may may try to do a little bit more if I can get people like John Parada on, who's been covering baseball for a million years, there's good stuff you can talk about, and I like and I liked this, the subject matter today. So, uh, you know, thinking about baseball, I mean, it's the summer. It's the middle of summer. It's the uh, the end of the. It's the beginning of the second half, which is after the All Star break. And here I am. I used to love baseball. I was somebody who would watch the. A Mets exhibition games on my cable station on, when they carried WOR TV from New York. I would watch the Mets play an exhibition game when everybody else was watching March Madness basketball. That's how much I like baseball. And now I can tell you this: last season, I did not purposely watch one pitch of the Pirates season. I haven't watched it once this year. The only thing I've seen is if I'm in a restaurant somewhere and it's up on the screen, I'll see it. I have no interest whatsoever in baseball, and I think that's sad. And it's sad for everybody because baseball, done right, is a great, great game. At least it used to be. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.